Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast, take two. Take say, we, we two. We say that quite a bit. Yeah. Well, you always get the second take. You never know every, what happens with the first one. We actually record. sixth episode. We, we actually record a whole podcast and then just decide then, to redo it. And then take two on the entire thing. It's because my voice, you know, you, I can't keep it at a certain decimal level. So <laughs> this is yours truly, Flying Smitty. Carson Wood. Carson Wood. We're back. No, we did not disappear. No, we did not stop podcasting. We just had some things we had to take care of. I went on vacation. You were flipping a house, trying to get a show on TLC. Trying to get a show on TLC. Mm-hmm. Working a new job. Yeah. Pulling groins. Pulling groins. Um, so for those those two or three active listeners every week, Sean, Scott, we're looking at you two. And uh, maybe a gentleman from work. I was actually going to talk about this because I'm trying to get him on. So Ooh. he's uh, he's a guy I got hired with, mm-hmm. Ray Sawyer. Um, did I tell you about him? The guy that used to train? Actually, no, he, he does train. Does. He actually took a short notice fight. I, I couldn't believe like what actually happened behind the scenes. So last week, he agrees to a fight. They changed the opponent on him. They changed the opponent on him. They changed the opponent on No, I think he had three different opponents. And so this is all within one week. They get the contract out to him. He flies out Friday to San Antonio. Um, when he gets there, he's fighting a a medalist in the Olympics. Jeez. It was a professional boxing fight. And uh, so he trains MMA and he does Andy boxes. And uh, I'll probably let him tell the full story if he wants to. But uh, it was just crazy to see like, I'm like, he's like, ah, I got another opponent. And I'm like, this been two days race. Jeez. But um, yeah, so we're working to get him on just to kind of talk about, he's got some interesting opinions on uh, weight cutting on he's actually sides with you on because I've been a very adamant that I think they should weigh in day of right mm-hmm. and he's like now nah, you get the same problem you just put him in more danger I think you would I still I was telling him I think you would still eliminate the reason for weight cutting if you depreciated the returns and you couldn't get your energy level back but he's with you yeah it's because fighters like me and him you know <laughs> we we know what's best for <laughs> other fighters that's not true. I've never fought in my yeah, life. He's actually, he's been listening and uh, gonna, Th- thinks I'm real smart. Going to try to trick him over here. Does he say, Carson, you need more of an opinion. You can't say, I no. don't care. You and Paul should get together and talk <laughs> about how I can't care. That is my opinion. If I don't care about Thanks. Will Brook and Nick Lentz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Will Brook, nobody cares about Will Brooks and, and Nick Lentz. Um, I want to get in real quick. I looking at this card, man, with Rockhold and Branch. This was a really good card, and I know it we're was. two weeks behind, but all the way down to the prelims, man, with freaking Joko and Hall, that was awesome. The Spitz freaking like thirty-five second knockout out of Hamilton. O M A O M R. What's Auburn? O A B O A M. Both of those dudes. O A M is the the Montreal kid, the mm-hmm. wrestler. He was an underdog. He ended up winning. The The worst fight was definitely the Ledette fight. But, I mean, Usman Morais wasn't bad with Usman just running through him. Gillespie wasn't bad. Anthony Smith, I actually bet on Hector Lombard. Having Hector Smith come, or uh, Anthony Smith come back and finish it before the end of the fight. Like, Perry, obviously, not getting set up against Thiago Alves. Alves getting pulled. But Perry looked really good. He's scary. He's legitimately until he, scary. Until he fights a wrestler and then they just stunt him. I we'll mean, see, Joe Bad outstruck him. We'll it's, see. I don't know. He's uh, he seems like he's fun. 
he's like a Cerrone where he there's never a fight that you want to miss because he's just a fun fight. To he's watch. kind of doing what I thought Ellenberger would do, embracing just like being a brawler. Well, he just he just seems like a strong, mean guy. Like I remember watching Ellenberger just do workouts in the gym for one of the like the UFC embedded, and I was like, that guy is a buzzsaw, and. Perry seems more dynamic than that striking. Again, we don't. Yeah. I don't know on the ground, but um, Joe Batten stifled him. And I mean, it is what it is. He's he's going to be a big name. You want to see him versus Lawler? No. I mean, it would be fun, but Lawler makes wins nothing from it. And if he loses, then he just lost to like the number fifteenth ranked fighter in the world. If he's going to be a big name though, and he's drawing. Then what does Lawler care? Yeah, I mean, if he thinks he's going to make him some money, I don't think I don't think Perry is big enough yet for a main card. I think he's still, I think he's still a diehard. What do you mean for main card? No, I don't mean main card. I mean main event. Sorry, well, I don't main think it'd be card. a main event because neither of them have the belt. And but I don't think you, you could do a fight a fight night. I mean, if Rockhold and oh, I don't Branch think... can fight a Lawler on fight night, you think? Maybe on Fox. I think in pay per view, you put them on a pay per view card. Like you did with him yeah, and Cerrone, but they don't headline. That makes a lot of sense. I just the thing is, is I think Lawler's over the hill, and I don't want him to get knocked out by Perry when he's a fifteen. Same guy, Sawyer, Ray Sawyer, the guy that uh, that I was just talking about. We were having this discussion, and he's like, "You want to see that fight?" And I'm like, "Want to see it? It for like spectacle, as we yeah. always talk about. I don't want to see it." For the sake of Lawler, I talked about it multiple times. I don't want to see him in any more wars, and Perry's a war. It's a it's it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. Yeah, I think Lawler still wins though. I think but, he's a much better striker. Yeah, I think Lawler's a better striker. Uh, Perry has not been finished, but he did. I mean, there has been several times where he looked like he was out on his feet. Um, I think in the Danny Roberts fight, that was pretty back and forth, and then he caught Danny Roberts when Danny Roberts was going for the kill. And then um, I think with the Joban fight, both of them were kind of rock him, sock him for a little bit in that fight as well. well that's what I feel like was going to happen with him and Ellenberger, and he caught him with that elbow. Yeah, uh, yeah, no and man. He went cold. That elbow was one of that was mean. Even the elbow with this last one too. He's those elbows, man. He's he's good at that, which is pretty freaking crazy that someone and and he's continuing to progress. That's the weirdest part. Like he never looked like to me, and this is completely opinionated me not necessarily liking him based on only his style his face tattoo how he looks how he talks it's all based completely off of that um i thought he was gonna plateau and i thought he was gonna peak yeah and he's continued to progress and he's he worked on his takedown defense i mean that um the 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 guy he fought i can't even remember his name it's not in front of me anymore try to take him down and he stuffed it I and think he he's his feet and just crushed him. I think he's he's the welterweight's Kevin Lee. He's exciting. He's talking. He's making moves. He's having some flashy performances. I think when he gets to the top level, though, he'll probably headline a card or two. Like you said, maybe a free card for him if he doesn't get Lawler. Um, but I mean, it's it's like Sonnen said, he'll get a top fight like that just because he had a game plan coming in before he won the fight. Mm-hmm. He had something to say. He set up the next fight. He knows how it works. And so he actually might get Lawler, you know, but I still think he might headline a card and I I think he does plateau. I don't think we ever see him fight for the belt. Um, Kevin Lee, I still think we actually are going to see fight for the belt, but wait, is this is for the belt? Yeah, this is for the interim belt. 
Um, and he talked himself into that. Yeah. Kevin Lee definitely doesn't deserve a title shot, especially not against Ferguson. Well, but, what do you do, though? Because Khabib's not fighting. He's waiting for whatever. Yes, I'd have to look at the top ten. I mean, you can't get Bar- Bar- Barbosa because Ferguson already beat him. Um, Hold on. I got to look at that. And I should have I looked at this before because I wasn't – Kevin Lee went from absolutely hated to, like, tolerated. And so good for him for that. So we're looking at Ferguson, Alvarez. That that fight's not interesting because Alvarez – he's Alvarez lost to Ferguson or have they not fought? Mm. You could have easily made – oh, but Eddie Alvarez is the ultimate fighter against uh, Geishi. Mm-hmm. He beat RDA. He beat Pettis. He beat Melendez. He lost to Cerrone. No, they haven't fought. I mean, that one made a ton of sense. Ferguson versus Alvarez, but he's he's preparing for Geishi. Oh, man, I watched an episode of that. That was awful. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Uh, Barbosa already beat. Justin Geishi would be awesome against Tony Ferguson. I don't believe he's already a five. But Nate you can't. Diaz, man, versus Tony Ferguson would be awesome. But obviously you're saving Diaz for uh, the Conor McGregor three fight at 155. How many people do you think are ruining their careers waiting for the McGregor fight? Not Diaz because this is already yeah. made, but... If Khabib's going to, like, something could happen, that fight could fall through, and then all of a sudden you're at Ramadan again and you can't fight again. I just don't, or, I mean, I would have liked to see Al Iaquinta versus freaking Kevin Lee. Now, that to me is a super fun fight. Eh. You don't, don't like even, Ferguson for with, you don't like Ferguson Lee? I do and I don't. I don't think Lee deserves it yet, but I think it's because I just don't like him. Why don't you like him? Chiesa, I don't love him, but, like, I, I don't. Just listening means. to him talk just irritates me. Just like Mike Perry, man. Some of the things he says or does are just so douchey. Alaya Kinta beat Kevin Lee, what, like five years ago. Let's mm-hmm. have him fight again. That's what I would have liked to see. And obviously Ferguson doesn't want to be on the shelf. He wants to fight. And good for him for taking this fight. I think he. a lot of people are, are saying that Lee is going, to be, is going to win this fight. And I don't think he's got any chance versus Ferguson. I think Ferguson is above and beyond everyone in that division other than maybe the top four. Alvarez has really good striking, but they're two different, completely different strikers. He might be able to outstrike Conor McGregor because their striking is so different. And then I think Khabib beats him because he just takes him down and holds him. And so, like, Barbosa's already been beat by him. Geishi, I think, is too much of a just a tank. And I think Ferguson outstrikes him. Nate Diaz versus saw, I mean, Venata, super fun. Lando Venata almost beat him with just pure heart, and that's what Geishi is, you know? Yeah, he just doesn't go down. And he just keeps swinging. I, that, and I don't think that means he wins. I think that Geishi could have a chance against him. Um, the same way, again, that we saw Venata. So maybe. But um, I'm actually really jazzed for this whole card. I love it. No, yeah, I, I have to look at the card. Right now Sorry, I've, got, I've got OSP. Okami in front of me right now. I was going to say one last thing, though, on Rockhold Branch, specifically that fight. Yeah. Um, did it look like Rockhold was in trouble? It looked like Branch was actually, yeah. for at least like the first three minutes, was because I was playing a copia. I was playing a lot of Destiny at the time, too. <laughs> You're grinding. But um, the grind's gone, Justin. The no, grind is no, gone. it's not. Absolutely is. What do you grind for now? Light? No. It just comes. What are you talking about? And plus, there's no light level. It's power. This guy. <laughs> um, no, but did you look? Because like Rockhold was like, oh, he's never in trouble. He was. It seemed like. Oh, no, he was definitely in trouble. 
And I can, here's what I think happened. Because um, I did watch the fight. I think everyone expected Branch to shoot. Maybe strike, close the distance, and, and try and take him down. Because Branch... I mean, Rockhold's a world-class wrestler, but Branch is, like, top-notch. That's how he's kind of beat most other people. So I think what Branch did is, is instead of wrestling, he just went balls to the wall and started striking. So Rockhold did get clipped. He did get put against the fence. And then as soon as Rockhold knew that that's what was going to happen, he adjusted his game plan and just came out and just crushed Branch in the second round. And he was like, I thought it was going to be slower. That's what I mean, that's what he said in his post fight. He said, I thought I didn't expect him to come out just swinging like that. He did catch me off guard. He didn't catch me, but he did catch me off guard. And it's like, no, man, it looked a little scary for you for a little bit. And um, yeah. But once he got his footing and once he kind of adjusted his game plan, Branch had absolutely no chance. And that's why Branch was cut from the UFC to begin with. You know what I mean? I mean, he could compete, but all he did is wrestle. And then within the top five, he just couldn't compete at that level. And so Rockhold coming in and kind of smashing him in, in that amount of time showed why you know the UFC cut him for a period of time. And then obviously if you win two different division titles in a different in you know WSOF or Pro Fight League or whatever you want to call it it makes sense that they would bring you back but um, just like with Ben Henderson he's dropped like three in a row in Bellator and that's more title fights but yeah I mean but still I mean the UFC a lot of people complain that they're letting top tier contenders go and I think it it does it does say a lot about Bellator and their level of competition because I think it's better than a lot of UFC fans believe that it is. But, um, I mean, Lorenz Larkin just lost to Lima. Henderson lost, which is two just recently transitioned UFC guys over to Bellator who have both lost, I think, two in a row in Bellator, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, I think the UFC fans... And I don't know if there's just strictly UFC fans anymore as much as just MMA. I think there's people that are more familiar with UFC. But I think the problem is is the gimmicky fights. Like which? Uh, like Sorry, I don't, I don't Dada and yeah. Kimbo. Like, stuff like that. Like, And people see that and they're like, oh, the competition's not that high, right? And we know that there's a little bit more talent there. We've probably bring, talked shit. Bring back Fedor or Hoist Gracie. But the UFC used to do that too, all that weird ass used stuff. Used to, but they, they left it. Like, they, yeah. they moved on. And, I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure we probably talked shit on this. It's on them at some point too in the same way. But at the end of the day, they have talent. There's talent out there outside of the UFC. Well, I mean, like we always talk about, every Eddie Alvarez came and won the belt. Rockhold was from Strike Force. Uh, technically, Daniel Cormier was Strike Force. There was a lot of strike force fighters that came over and did super well. Yeah. But, and then, but then we're talking Gohan, Gokan, or however his name was pronounced, Saki, right? He came over from K1, I believe, like boxing, kickboxing. And they put him up against, not a can, De, De Enrique is not a terrible fighter. He's only lost three fights. But Saki looked sloppy. Speaking of good fighters outside of the UFC, did you see Pico's knockout? Uh uh-uh. uh, it looked did, good. Did he come back and win? I was wondering about that. He he, his striking looked good. Like it was, yeah. f- it was fast hands. Like so, it was, it, was flu- it was a fluke when he lost his first fight. Uh, Ish. He, I don't know, man. He lost. It seemed pretty convincingly. Um, but they were definitely trying. That's that's the crazy thing about MMA, right? You anybody has a puncher's chance. You get enough skill. You even have like a wrestler's chance if you somehow get like a, a dominant position in chaos like anything can happen but 
this knockout was it was dirty. Like yeah. he he got him, and the guy went stiff and went backwards up. It's like the Dong Hyun Kim minus Carlos Condit jumping on top of him and just keep punching him in the face. Like he just up against the fence and was just sitting there cold. Have you seen this one? Um, this is Lorenz Lark and Paul Daly. So this is Lorenz Larkin just trying to keep it in the pocket uh-huh. and to keep uh, Semtex at freaking range. And then he pushes off, throws the bow, man, and then just hits him with a brick. And it is just, I mean, you just watch him take, take that freaking left to the face. And he's just stunned. I don't remember the last time I watched someone just take a left like that and just stand there like, just like. Reassess their oh life. Oh my goodness. What in the world did I just get hit with? And I mean, so that was that one. Obviously, Henderson only lost by split decision. If you haven't watched the knockout with Lawrence Larkin, I guess, in, or Pico, I got to go watch that one. Aaron Pico from the Bellator card. Go check him out. The The daily one is kind of unexpected, man, because it's like a short, quick left, and it just pings him right on the button. And you watch, yeah, you watch Larkin. He's not knocked out, but he's definitely in, he's definitely seeing stars. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, I didn't even see that Roy Nelson fought. Unanimous decision. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then so Gokan Saki, it was a fun fight. What ended up happening is they, they Enrique ended up putting him against the fence and getting overly zealous that he was going to end up finishing him. And then Saki was just a better striker. So what ends up happening is Enrique just swinging at him against the fence and Saki just, duck, duck, he ducks one, comes up, and then just hits him left, right, and he's done. Because he's just he was just a better, quicker, and more more uh, precise striker, and it was it was talented, but he's he definitely fights like a not like a boxer, but where they plant their feet and then they swing like Chuck Liddell. He reminded me of old Chuck Liddell, where mm-hmm. he just plants both of his feet and just swings from the hips and just fires as hard as he can. But that dude hit hard. If you haven't seen, if you didn't see the Saki fight, and I'm guessing that you probably did. That dude, when he plants and swings, he was swinging into the gloves, and it was you could tell that it was having a, a visual effect on De Enrique when he was getting punched, even through his hands and even through his gloves. He just it was just solid, solid punches. He definitely hits harder than most people that I've seen come into the UFC for a, a long period of time, and so it'll definitely be interesting. I think they keep giving him show fights. They're going to keep putting him against people that don't want to wrestle, but it'll still be fun to watch him. Uh, did you see Claudia Gadelia versus versus Jessica Andrade? Saw my girlfriend get beat up and broke my heart. She looked good in the first round again and then dropped the last two. It's kind of the story of, of her life. Um, that fight was brutal. Yeah, man. it looked... I, I only saw the highlights again. Destiny's fault. But, um, yeah, man, it looked... It was a great fight. I thought it was like, so when I was watching the highlights, it was like, oh, Claudia is destroying her. I'm like, oh, that is Claudia. That's her. She got destroyed. But um, she looked great in the first. And then the second one was kind of up in the air until the end. And then Andrade just wrecked her in the third round. Um, it was a great fight. So does that pretty much paint a clear picture of what the next title fight is? Like, what do you do with that division now? What was it? What do we know? What? Wait, this was at? Was it this at 125 or 115? I thought it was 115. I I guess, I don't know. I would guess it was at one. I mean, then obviously she goes up. 
Claudia goes up to 125. That makes the most sense. Andrade. Andrade beat Carolina. She lost to Joanna. I mean, you could put her against Shevchenko. Andrade versus Shevchenko makes a ton of sense. This, oh, this is Pico. Yeah, this is the one. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, he. I don't know that. I don't like the women's divisions. Like as far as like, there's just not enough talent yet. And there's too many divisions. It's now. just a logjam. That's the problem. If you get like a dominant fighter, hopefully something happens. You're gonna need one of two things to happen, in my opinion. Uh, that uh, Joanna either has to lose the belt. Or she has to double defend the belts. She has to get 125 and 115 and has to do fights like against Valentina Shevchenko. 12 fights a year. <laughs> no. Not just not just five or six. She gotta do if there's honestly somebody in the UFC that could do it, it's her. Yeah. Um But I mean we saw this we saw this right before we were having the discussion right before Ronda lost. Like what is Ronda gonna do? Like the only thing we can think of is having her go fight Cyborg, which they're starting to talk about her fighting Cyborg again. <laughs> I will not watch that fight. Cyborg said it only happened in the WWE. I will not watch that fight. I don't like to see people die. I may be a masochist, but I wouldn't mind watching Ronda Rousey just get crushed again. Put Edmund in there. I'd rather see Edmund versus Cyborg. <laughs> I'd rather see Edmund get crushed too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there goes my mic. Yeah. I mean, nobody's got a chance against Cyborg. Nobody. There's nobody big enough. There's nobody fast enough. There's no one that's used steroids for long enough to to compete with her. It just isn't going to happen. It's just it's just not going to happen. Uh, you interested at all in DJ versus Borg, man? No. I kind of was until they dropped out, and then I lost all interest. I don't care. That's about, essentially what happened to me. I don't care about Johnson getting ten wins in a row. I don't. If he did it in any other division, I might care. I think DJ is awesome. I think he's under under respected, but I don't I don't care. I he's really don't. definitely under respected in a Twitch community. <laughs> he gets only like what four hundred fifty active active viewers or something like that. People need, people need a respect respect. Verdun versus Lewis. Any interest? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Not a lot, but I mean, yeah, Lewis, definitely. Lewis already basically said he was retired last fight. I don't. But he needs money. After his house went up in in the, the flood in Houston, do you see the videos of him taking his truck out and pulling people out of the water? Mm-mm. There's a quote from him, and it made me gain a lot of respect for him because he's you can tell he's just a good old country boy man where he says and does just completely inappropriate things, but when the push comes to shove, he's the one that's out there like pulling his weight and helping out. So he has like a quote where in, from the MMA hour where he's like, "You can't." Just be in a situation like that, have more than other people, and not get out and help. He's like, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a video of some guy going, Derek Lewis. And what it is is his, his truck got stuck, and I think it got stuck with him trying to help other people. So Derek Lewis had to use his truck to pull this other truck out of the water. And I mean, they just did it, and I think they just went on throwing people in the back of their truck and driving them to, to shelters and stuff. And I mean, they they made kind of a big deal of it, but he kept it pretty low key. Like it wasn't out, him out there filming himself. Like I'm out here in Houston helping people out. Like it was other people that knew who he was that were there when he was helping other people. And so, I gained a ton of respect for Derek Lewis. I also gained a ton of respect for him when he was like, "I just like to beat the crap out of people that beat up, beat up women." 
um, even though some of the claims were unfounded and never pursued or whatever it was. Um, but there's other stuff that he does, and I'm like, come on, man. Like really? shit himself? Like, yeah, like that, or like act like he's going to freaking touch himself to female sprinters in college or whatever it is. And it's like, all right, that's a little much. But I've also lost a lot of respect with for Verdum with all of the stuff he's got with all the Dagestani princes and all of the weird weird conspiracy stuff coming from up there. About what? I haven't heard of anything. You haven't heard about of any of this? I gotta no. re- I gotta re- research it more and maybe we'll actually talk about it on the next podcast with with the, the weak gap that we have. But basically Dagestani, right, where Kabib and all those guys come from, it's a pretty backwards place where a lot of athletes that are doing well are paid very high by politicians and like super like sketchy mob men. And so You can get um, a shot. You watch your tongue. Yeah, that's exactly right. But they're not gonna find me in Utah. They have no reason to come here because I'm not in Utah. Ever, I, I was sad when you guys moved, and I had to move with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all had to, to move Oklahoma. outside of Utah. Um, long story short, Verdum and there's one other Brazilian fighter. It might have been Vitor Belfort or someone like that. That has like deep ties with those guys, and they're like anti, like anti um, gay rights, and they're just they're just kind of backwards thinking, like super conservative, like money mobsters. And um, they they spend a lot of money on fighters that they like to fly out and take really good care of them. I don't know if you remember the the thing with Julie Kedzi, where she talked about going to the old Russian, like where she met Putin and stuff after a strike force fight. You mean your cousin? Yeah, exactly. When Putin <laughs> picked him up and put him back in the ring. Anyway, and long then fought story him short, after he fought a bear. There's a couple articles about it. Look at the Dagestani guys and uh, re- Google search, you know, for Doom and Dagestani. There's uh the one Twitter guy. That's awesome about it. He goes and deep dives into all of this stuff. Brazilians are getting just tarnished if it's not if it's, it's not, not uh, steroids. steroids. It's Dagestani's, and I mean the Dagestani's themselves aren't even getting as tarnished as the freaking Portuguese that are going out and and, and spending time with them. <laughs> we knew the, the Dagestani's were going to act like that, but come on. <laughs> so nonetheless, um, so there's that. So there's this that card. Darush, I'm glad to sounds see him like- back in action. That almost sounds like Pablo Escobar ish with, with the narco soccer, yeah. it, a little bit where they get behind their wrestlers and they give them all their money and they. It kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Fox Catcher Farms, where the one kind of dude that was a little crazy but had a ton of money invited out the best of the best to like take care of them, but then it all ended up going haywire because he was crazy. We gotta, we gotta do. Uh... We got to get a snappy name for it, like narco soccer, like mob MMA, mob MMA, daggy. Dagam MMA? No. Mob MMA. Mamma. 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 Mobas. Mamma. Stupid. Just let it go. No, we got we got we got another 30 minutes to come up with it. Let's just No, we're just going to let it go. We're not coming up with it. It's just Um, are you interested in Let's talk let's talk GSP versus Bisbing. There's been a lot of different stuff that's come up in the last couple weeks. Uh well, let's let's first let's go back. You have no interest in watching Ronda Rousey versus Cyborg. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? I have no interest. Excuse me. I have no interest in watching Ronda Rousey. You don't get aroused Period. by Ronda Rousey. No, no. Um, only college runners. Oh, <laughs> you and Derek Lewis. Apparently. I didn't specify gender though, so yeah, I'm not yeah, sexist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I. Especially that fight. Like, look what Amanda Nunes did to her, and we want to like. 
the bigger, stronger Amanda Nunes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Do you want to just watch her keep her head on a line and just like head walk movement. backwards? Head movement. Head movement. No, no. <laughs> Apparently, I, I haven't listened to his interview on the MMA Hour, but I need to. Tavarian was like, I'm just mad at everybody. We don't get any respect. And it's like, of course you don't get any respect, man. You're a joke. Your gym's a joke. It's a sketchy establishment, and you got lucky that Ronda Rousey came along so you didn't have to go into bankruptcy. Like, it's sketchy as hell. That dude is, maybe he should move to Dagestan, and he'd fit right in. Mm-hmm. But uh, Michael Bisming. Michael Bay's being uh, Luke Rockhold. You interested in a, a rematch between those two? Yeah. Number three? What else are we going to do in those divisions, man? I mean, they've been holding them up so long. Let's get it moving. I mean, Rockhold didn't even seem like he really cared about the belt. He just wants to fight him. He's like, GSP, step step aside, let me fight. I mean, obviously that's for the belt, but I think he would fight. Even if Bisbing wasn't for the, the belt, I think he would go out of his way to fight him again. Yeah, we need the rubber match. Bisbing says he might retire after... Uh, after his GSP fight, you think he does? Uh, well, it's not a bad move. What happens if him and GSP both retire after that fight? What in the world are they going to do when that happens? I don't know. God, it's turning into a spectacle, man. I mean, when UFC Tonight brings on Tommy Toehold as a legitimate <laughs> commentator, goodness gracious. Especially when we're available. What the hell, UFC Tonight? We're number one. Um, Kowalski, UFC never offered me a fight with Jessica Andrade. Sorry, I'm just going through Reddit real quick. Naganu pushing for a fight with Miochik. You think he's ready for Miochik? Francis Naganu? I think he needs to fight the JDSs, the Cain Velasquez's, the Fabricio Verdooms. One of those guys before he goes in for a championship fight. I agree, but it's like, well, let's say he loses. With that division, he could be in title contention again in two fights. Like, yeah, I almost think it's as long as they show promise, they're not going to go out there and just get like destroyed. I would say just throw anybody in on a title fight, and it's going to be good enough. Yeah, because you can come back, win two more fights, and get back there. Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of sense. And you, it's it's a low risk, low reward kind of scenario, unless again you get destroyed. But you could low risk, low reward, meaning. Well, no, I, w- I guess low risk, high reward because you can get the belt, and all of a sudden you're making, you know, you're making belt money, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, right now Nagano's got all the money, but got all the got all the hype behind him. JDS is out for for pinging hot. Kane Velasquez. Oh, did he ping hot? Uh huh. No, I'm just kidding. I knew it's it was it's old uh, news now. It's like six months ago. I know. Velasquez it's, had a bad back surgery or whatever it was, so he's still out. I mean, Nagano's the only one with any hype behind him. I think you have to throw him in for a title match. You're not going to do over him again. Over him just beat Verdum. Verdum's fighting this weekend. Derek Lewis just lost to Mark Hunt. I kind of want to see Nagano versus Uberim. I think that would be... Versus Uberim, you're going to let him juice first, though? I think Uberim beats Nagano. I think his kicks to the body are what would win that fight if he was all doped up again, all souped up. Let's get that happening. <laughs> him and Vitor. Give him one more fight. Dana confirms the rumor of McGregor versus Nate 3 at UFC 219 are not true. Yeah, right. Probably not at 219. But you know they're setting up that fight again. 
Yeah, of course they are. It's so dumb, man. I have no interest in that fight. Why? Because who cares? Me? Why? Rubber match. Got to have how? Like I'm always down for if we're gonna the have a second storyline. I'm always well. No, it's not even that. It's like I'm always down for a rubber match, even if I don't really care about it. Like if it like that would be like the one fight I'd be down for if they hadn't already fought three times and if they won't weren't both retired is like Misha Ronda. If it was just stuck at two one and one. And also, you know, it's not one and one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if all of those things were in place, I'd say, yeah, you got to get the rubber match. The reason I bring up that hypothetical is just to show. I know I just said I don't care about Ronda, but if if it was something like if. that, yeah, then I, don't you hate him? It's like sticking. So you want to see her fight Betch Cohea? Ronda? Yeah, it's not one and one there. <laughs> I know. I was more. I was just joking. I was thinking of like the not the worst match. But that was basically what set up Ronda for failure when she thought she was a good striker. The only woman I want to see fight less than Ronda Rousey is Betch Cohea. <laughs> I thought you had a crush on her. That's weird. So this is apparently Ariel Hawani is the one starting the rumor that says Mac Diaz on for 12.30, but it's far from a done deal. So when he tweets that, obviously Dana White has to come out and say something in return. But the, the fact is, is I trust Ariel Hawani much more in this situation than I do Dana White. What happened with the Brock Lesnar thing at 200? Exactly. For those that don't know, that's what lost Ariel Hawani. His, uh, we got Hawani Gate. Just go back and listen to the old Hawani Gate episode. He cries through it. Happened. But if you get through that, no, I'm just kidding. We cried through ours too. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was ours. Don't listen to his. Listen to ours. Yeah, man. That's really... There's a lot that's happened in the last little bit. John Jones, we talked about last time. Bellator that did well. second sample finally came through. And wouldn't you know it. Yeah, and then they were saying, wait for the third one. Wait for the, wait for the third sample. There's an A through Z set. Yeah. You have to wait for all 26. If, it, if it's not in 23 of the 26, then it doesn't count. I just, man, I look at this, and I feel like all of these freaking divisions are being held up. Like, DJ's fighting Ray Borg because it's Benavides and Cejudo and, and Pettis. For me, you got, like, Cody Garbrandt and DJ's DJ the only Dillashaw one will finally fight. The Well, I, I would say the DJ one's the only one not being held up. Well, because there's no one for him to fight. Max Holloway, Because I mean, he, he hasn't held up the division. Jose like Aldo, Frankie Edgar, none of those guys are fighting anytime soon. Ricardo Lamas, like, what what is the next featherweight fight that's even been set up like where in the world are the featherweights other than Tony Ferguson I mean Justin Gahey Eddie Alvarez Tony Ferguson Kevin Lee like those that's awesome weights no those are lightweights I moved on I moved on to lightweight my bad I mean that's not being held up because it's still kind of fighting but I mean that's for the interim which is weird though right because Connor and, and Khabib should should probably fight next but if they have an interim fight they're not going to be like oh yeah the interim fight no belt no longer matters that's why I said that Connor fight was Mar- stupid yeah like so we're we're legitimately just having two belts going off it is literally the Connor belt and then the actual one mm-hmm. and i only say actual one because it's it's open to the whole rest of the division. This one's only for whoever Connor wants to fight. But the weird part is about that is I think they only made that an interim fight to not make DJ the headliner. I think that was more or less despite those two for dropping off of the last card and then knowing that freaking Ray Borg and DJ weren't gonna sell a pay per view. So they gave them they gave freaking Lee and, and Ferguson the title belt so they could move them up to the actual main event. 
and spite DJ and freaking Ray Borg for dropping out of the last the last event. It seems more like a freaking internal like fu from the UFC than it does a, a legitimate card. You think? Yeah, I mean, this isn't a pay per view card. Ferguson, Lee, Johnson, Borg, Verdum, Lewis, Darush, Dunham. No way. No way is that a pay per view. Maybe UFC on Fox. Maybe. But definitely not a pay per view. Fair. Definitely not a pay per view. I don't think they would go that far to spite TJ, but. I mean, when is Tyron Woodley going to fight again? Robbie Lawler just beat Donald Cerrone, barely. Stephen Thompson's nowhere to be found. Damian Maya, Jorge Masvidal just fought, but both of them aren't scheduled that I know of. And I mean, I haven't looked at a lot of upcoming cards, so I could be wrong, but I'm, I honestly feel like there's a lot of people that aren't fighting anytime soon that are in the top 10. They're all taking numbers 1 through 10 of who gets to fight Connor. Literally at every yeah. division. Jose Aldo, uh, Khabib. Um, you've got uh, Tyron Woodley, GSP. Um, what was another one that you named? Like all those guys. It's all ever since the Connor thing happened, everybody's trying to get paid and trying to somehow make that fight Robert, happen. Nate Robert, Diaz. Robert Whitaker doesn't have another fight because they're waiting for the Michael Bisbing freaking GSP fight to go down. I mean, Cormier and all that drama now. He doesn't. Yeah, have how is fight. that? Gustafson. How is that a thing? Teixeira. Is Whitaker hurt? Is Whitaker hurt? No, he's just chilling. So how is that? A th- how can you have him have the belt? Bisbing have fight? the belt and not fight? Because they're waiting for the GSP fight. No, nah, it's stupid, man. Then you dumb. just. I agree. The whole the the entire when you really look at it. The entire freaking UFC right now is in a really weird and bad spot. You know whose fault it is? Conor McGregor's. It kind of is, yeah. Sean. It, it, yeah, it very much is. He's holding up 155, 145, and 170. I really don't think it's his fault. It is as much point. as he, well, it's the UFC. They let him get away with it, and then they let him call the shots. I mean, look at these next headliners Ferguson versus Lee. Which is dope. okay, cool. It's dope. It's way but good. not for a pay-per-view. Ooh, I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with that at all. Cerrone versus Till, October 21st in Poland. Machida versus Derek Brunson in Brazil, which is like, really? I mean, I guess because it's in Brazil. Bisbing versus GSP in, in Madison Square Garden, which makes sense. I think this card's pretty good set up. Dillashaw versus Garbrandt. Joanna versus Nama Yunus. Thompson versus Masvidal. So they, they've got that. Borchina versus Hendricks. So that this this fight's legit. Curtis Blades, Anderson. All right. So there we go. All we have to do is wait until November twenty fourth or November fourth in MSG for our next legitimate card. Good. Pettis versus Pettis versus Poirier, which I also don't believe should be. Which I also don't necessarily believe should be a title fight. Brown versus Sanchez. Dodson versus Morais. Hill versus Ansaroff. I mean, I just, there's so many, so many fighters now in the UFC. Honestly, if it were me, I would have them clean house. They would have 20 fighters per division and they would legitimately just let all of the other, all of the other fight leagues get these guys going. Rawlings Caller would hunt Tybor. That's, I mean, if you were in charge, that's not what would happen because you would also have a huge loan that you had to pay off, and the only way you do that is with Which is events. a million fights. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then you get into Ultimate Fighter. 
I just, I don't know, man. Silva Gaslam doesn't even have anyone else on the card. I feel like November 4th is the next time most of these big guys are fighting. But So Mark Hunt, Derek Lewis, I'll have it. Volkov doesn't have anything. Miocic doesn't have anything. Overeem doesn't have anything. Kane is still injured. Struve just lost. Tyvors, I mean, I just, who would just pulled out of his OSP fight? I'm just very disappointed right now with any of the top 10, top 15 of the UFC. Maybe not to, top 10. Top 15, I'm fine. I feel like 11 to 20 fighting each other are doing a great job. Some of these little cards that are happening, they're absolutely amazing. All of the top 10 guys that are fighting each other, I don't remember the last exciting top 10 fight other than freaking Luke Rockhold crushing David Branch that I was like, wow, that was a really great top 10 fight. Lawler Cerrone maybe. Gaethje versus Michael uh, Johnson was a good one. But I feel... That wasn't a top hollow, 10 fight, hollow, though. Well, Gaethje wasn't ranked. Well, yeah. No, he's five. Holloway versus... Now he is, but he wasn't. Holloway versus Aldo was a really good one. I'm just starting to get disappointed with the UFC. I enjoy the cards that I watch, but I'm I'm irritated with all of the top 10 fighters, I guess is what it really comes down to. The Mike Perrys are pulling their weight. The uh, everybody that was on the uh, that same card, the Mike Perry card with um, Branch and Rockhold. Branch it was and a Rockhold. good. It was a good card. They all pulled. Their if way. you have that waiting in your DVR, go back and watch it. Yeah, it yeah. was a good, good card. But then the next week after that, that card was the OSP fight. The OSP card, other than Claudia, I didn't feel like that was a great card. Do you know that's OSP's third <laughs> choke? Yeah. That's nutty, yeah, man. He, what, the only person with three in the UFC? He's the only person with one. <laughs> it's a very odd joke because it looks like he's he. It looks like he's in a really awkward position, and then all of a sudden the person is out. Well, that's I, what I, I showed Paul, and Paul's funny. like, oh, I thought he was in trouble. Uh-huh. I'm like, I know. That's why it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. Is there anything else that you want to hit on before we uh, wrap up the episode? I think that's it. Sorry, it's mostly my fault that uh, we were gone for so long. Yeah, blame Carson. Hit him up. It is. Say, Carson, we need more one speed in our life. You need, we need more of you two bitching about how everything's not how it used to be. Yeah. Old, cranky we're UFC We're starting to sound fans. like the Pride guys. Exactly. Dude. Exactly. Pride was way better. I just wish we could go back to the Pride rules when everyone could take steroids and they would, they would do U.S. versus Japan versus... Brazil, and they'd almost actually stab each other outside the ring. When the steroids were a-flowing? Yeah. When they were having to wrap each other's gloves because there was no athletic commission to make sure that the things actually went correctly. Oh, man, speaking of athletic commissions, and NSAC with freaking Triple G and Canelo. Oh, I don't even want to get into it. I, I heard it was bad. I didn't even watch it. I was switching back and forth from the UFC card to the, the boxing match, and I was like, Triple G has this. Like, every time I watched it, he was dominating. And Canelo started to turn it on in the last couple rounds, but the fact that it was a draw is that it was... The thing that was funny to me is I was talking about how I thought the freaking Conor McGregor versus Mayweather was going to be a draw because that's... The athletic commissions are so freaking corrupt. And then the next week, the one dude that was talking the most shit on that fight, freaking Golden Boy Productions, ends up having a draw in his main event. Like what a joke! What an well, a draw. It's a draw, but this was, from what I gather, a controversial. It was draw. a seven-three. They gave seven rounds. 
seven rounds to Canelo, and there's no way that you give seven rounds to Canelo. It was a, a complete and utter robbery. I should have just bet on a draw, and it would have been like a five thousand to one, and I could have put five five dollars down and won like a hundred bucks. Five thousand to one. I would have put five down and you won twenty five thousand bucks. Yeah, it's something. They, <laughs> usually, you yeah. My math was wrong, but usually a draw in a main event is like astronomical odds in your favor if you bet on it. So it's almost just to hedge your bets, bet on whoever you think is going to win and then just bet on a draw? Yeah, just in case. You can put $5 down and make way more money back if it happens. Um, but if the one other person wins that you don't think is going to win, then you just double loss. That's the only problem. Um, That's true. That's also true. But anyway, I, It was awful. Yeah, I... I it's funny, everything that uh, Todd has been pounding the drum for, for, he weirdly became a boxing fan all of a sudden, uh, weirdly became a John Jones fan. This is my, this is our friend, I should say, my cousin, and uh, was really, really ribbing us for not liking John Jones. It's not even, I wasn't even like, boxing. I didn't even hate John Jones. I was just like, eh, I don't care about him, and he wouldn't let it go. And then boxing, and he was... He was just dejected on both outcomes. Yeah. And I love to see it, Todd. I just love the, you haven't done, you've never done anything wrong argument. Like, no, I've never hit a pregnant woman in my car and then came back to my car and either got money and or my drugs and left. No, I've never done that. And don't plan on it. Nor do I have like five different kids from five different women. I don't also want to do that. Um, yeah. Anyway, or take steroids and punch people in the face under the pretense that you are not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> under the pretense that you are and telling everyone over and over again that you don't do steroids. And then have a shitty manager on top of it that's just being a big dumb idiot. Molly, man. Ugh. Malky, you mean? Malky, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Malky Kawa. Maybe he's a good guy, but he seems Edmund style just slimy. I work with a lot of management. And you can tell the ones that are slimy and which ones aren't. And How do you feel about Malky? Slimy. He's definitely slimy. Yeah. And with that, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next week because we should be back from here on out. Thanks for uh, holding on and, and tuning back in. Love you guys lots. Bye. Bye.